Welcome, welcome, welcome to Everyone Needs Therapy, your favorite mental health podcast hosted by your girl, Bombs. Today, we're going to be talking about something that I'm really excited to talk about, and that is alcohol. The reason why I'm so excited to talk about alcohol is because of how much it's affected my mental health journey. And I'm excited to share the things that I've learned about what drinking does physically, mentally, and all of that stuff. I was actually very nervous to be talking about this on the show and sharing my personal experience with alcohol. But if it helps even one person feel like they're not alone and feel like they're not mad, then it's useful, isn't it? I'm going to be sharing my personal experience with alcohol when I started drinking and the effects that it's had on me physically and mentally and where I am at now with my relationship with alcohol. I've been reading a lot about alcohol and the effects on the body, the brain, da-da-da, everything. And I feel like a lot of people know that alcohol is bad for you, but they don't know why. They don't know how. I am not a scientist, okay? I'm just a girl sharing things that I've read. So feel free to do your own research, okay? I'm not a Pythagoras theorem out here. My story is similar to a lot of people's. I began drinking quite young. I think I was about 15. Uh, we had a couple friends that were older, so they were able to snag some alcohol for us when we would have little house parties, little shoopses. And um, that's when I started drinking. I remember actually the first time I ever got lit was on a two litre bottle of Lambrini. I put a straw in it and I was just sipping it, sipping it. And I was waved. The thing is, it's crazy because in school, they don't really teach us about alcohol and the effects of it. So we just go out into the world and say, yeah, I just want to have some glands in it. And that's it. So, you know, sometimes we would linger around the corner shop and ask somebody to buy us a drink or something and then just be taking it to the house party. I used to love getting lit. I'm not going to lie. I really used to love getting lit. Any opportunity to get lit, I'm snatching it. I was always down for a good time. Looking back now, I can see that it probably was more of an issue than I thought it was back then. I mentioned this in the first episode, but, you know, I was bullied in school. And I did struggle with depression from a very young age. I do feel like looking back, I was using alcohol to just be doing, yeah, carefree, carefree. Let me escape my life. Even if I didn't realize it. Yeah, okay. Maybe sometimes I wanted to do it for fun, but I do think there were a lot of times I did it just to get out of my head and just to have a bit of fun. This makes sense though, because ethanol, alcohol, it causes your brain to release certain chemicals, right? So your brain releases endorphins and dopamine. Hey, we love dopamine because it makes us feel dope. It makes us feel happy. These chemicals are also released by doing things that you like, you know, cooking, exercising, whatever it is that you enjoy. Because alcohol flogged your brain with dopamine, your brain basically says, whoa, 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 whoa. We need to stop making so much. This is too much. And your natural release of dopamine goes down. Let's say you like to go for a swing. Swimming is something that makes you happy. When you go for a swim, your brain is like, oh, I like this. This is fun. Let me drop some dopamine on her. But when you start drinking regularly, your brain is releasing dopamine, dopamine, dopamine all the time while you're drinking. So your body's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is too much dopamine. Let us stop producing as much. So now when you go to do the activities that you used to love doing, your body is not releasing as much dopamine. So you're not getting that burst of happiness. And this is all to do with alcohol and the effects that it has on your brain. So it makes sense for me that alcohol was something I enjoyed to use as an escape and just have fun when I was feeling sad and whatever because it literally produces a ton of dopamine so it was making me feel good but let me tell you this is just in the short term and the long-term effects of alcohol 
are not happy ones, let me tell you that. And I'm sure we can relate to that. The anxiety, the depression, all of that stuff, it'd be happening and it's not good. It's not nice at all. That depression that I experienced growing up, yes, of course, there are other factors, but who knows if the alcohol was actually making it worse over time. I remember when it got to a point where I was like, okay, this is a problem for me and it's not fun anymore. And this is now becoming something that I'm relying on to try and make me happy. And it felt like I genuinely, at one point in my life, it felt like I genuinely couldn't survive without it. I briefly mentioned this in the first episode, but I was in an extremely, extremely toxic relationship that almost finished me. And I mean that very literally. Um, There was a point in that relationship where I honestly was drinking every single day and this is not just a glass of wine I was drinking hard liquor as they call it in America (laughs) I was already struggling so much with my depression having somebody in my life who was making me feel worthless who was making me feel like I wasn't good enough they made me feel as if I deserved every horrible thing that they said to me every belittling horrible way that they made me feel and when you're in a bubble with this person you're practically living together you know you're spending a lot of time together you don't really see your friends you start to believe like I really didn't believe what was going on anymore I was like am I a good person am I not am I happy am I not he could have told me an apple was blue and I would have just believed it so yeah I got to a point where I was drinking every day and this was going on for months obviously it got progressively worse. I had to get sneakier and sneakier with the way that I was drinking. So if I went out to work on my way home, I'll just get some alcohol from the shop, sort it out in a way that I can just be going to the bedroom, take it. Do you know what I mean? Like I was, I got to the point where I was hiding it because it was a problem. It was a problem. And if anyone has seen or known how much I was drinking, they would have called me out. And the thing is when you're doing self-destructive things, you don't want to get caught because you don't want to get called out because you don't want to stop. I did not want to stop drinking. It was the only thing, honestly, getting me through the days. So you do get to the point where alcohol is the only thing that's going to make you feel that happy anymore. And for me, 100,000% that was the case. Alcohol was the only thing. It wasn't even making me happy. Like I was so in the bottom of the barrel, the cockroaches and the rats rapping and scrapping down there that even alcohol couldn't make me happy. This was years ago. These times I was on radio and actually during all of this, I had one of the best career years that I had had at that point. You know, I did press at Lovebox Festival. I secured the dream slot that I wanted. All of these things were going on and all of this was going on behind the scenes. Like I was drinking, drinking. I was depressed. I just, honestly, when I look back to it, I can't believe that I was going through all of that And somehow I was still thriving like in my career and doing big things and pushing myself, doing interviews, hosting events, all this kind of stuff. It actually carried me. So if I didn't have all of that, I would have even been lower than the bottom of the barrel. The bottom of the barrel would have had a hole in it and I would have fell through that hole. That's how bad things would have been. Even doing all these things that I love though, I I wasn't happy. I was just, I was just on the edge. Like I was just on the edge. It was just about keeping me going. Honestly, all of these things. I just didn't feel like I was in a point in a circumstance where I could have even fathomed not drinking because I needed something. I needed something to help me push through this situation that I was in. Alcohol doesn't just affect your mental health. It affects you physically. Actually, it affects every single system in your body. It can cause organ failures. It can cause cancers. It affects your sleep. Ah, 
They've put, the scenes are endless, not to mention the weight gain. I was the most unfit and out of shape during that time of my life. There was one time I, I went on holiday. I told my friend to take a video of me going down the slide at one of the resorts we were staying at. And I saw a video of me from behind and I said, Chai, Kai, Calamity, what the heck is going on here? I didn't realize how much weight I was putting on. Because all I was doing was drinking, 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 drinking. I've been drinking more alcohol for the last five months. That's what I was living like. The good thing is that all of these changes that it makes to your body, to your brain, are reversible by cutting out alcohol or drastically reducing your intake. If you're a binge drinker, you might want to think a little bit about how it's affecting your body. Listen, some people can moderate, other people can't. I'm one of those people, I cannot. I'm so sorry because I'm not going out for one glass. What the hell am I having one glass for? What the hell am I having one glass for? I'm not going to have one glass. I'm going to have one bottle. That's what I'm going to have. You might be wondering, but bombs, how did you get yourself out of this situation? Guys, therapy. Honestly, therapy changed my life. Therapy saved my life because I was in this bubble, in this relationship, thinking I was a horrible person, thinking I was useless, thinking I was all these horrible things. I did not value myself whatsoever. It was like, I want to be with this person or I'm died. You know what I mean? That's it. Like, it's you or nothing. I don't want anything else because I thought that the way I was being treated, I deserved. I had an incident one night and I was at home with my parents and I went to my mum and I was like, mum, I've done something stupid. We need to go to the hospital now. So my parents took me to the hospital and that's how they found out that I was struggling to that extent. They had no idea before that. My mom was literally like, my mom was like, this is life or death now. I'm not losing my daughter. We're getting you therapy and that is not an option. It's happening. I could not afford therapy at the time. My therapist costed £100 for 15 minutes and I was doing therapy every single week. And I'm so blessed and I'm so lucky and so grateful to my mom that she arranged that and she was paying for that i would not have been able to pay for that at the time i'm sure other creatives can relate when you first start you're not making big bank like that mind you i did try so hard through the nhs during all of this time to get help like i was still determined i had one percent of me that left that still wanted to fight for my life and i was trying so hard that's another thing that we'll talk about in another episode my journey of trying to get therapy and counseling and nhs appointments and all of this stuff it was a nightmare so i started therapy very shortly after that incident and oh my gosh i remember my therapist saying to me we're gonna get you to the point where you're happy we're gonna get you to the point where you're not suicidal and you're gonna begin to see your worth when she told me this i was thinking ah well this just sounds like a fairy tale this is not alice in wonderland what do you think is gonna happen here how can i go from the way i am right now the things i'm doing to myself the way i'm speaking to myself to loving myself being happy and all of this stuff but she said we're gonna get there part of me was really actually hopeful when she said that i thought you know what we might actually like let's actually see because i want this for myself and i was fighting guys i was fighting i was fighting and I was being genuinely authentic and vulnerable and really opening up in my therapy sessions because that's the way to maximize it. Ah, you have to be honest about your traumas. The only way to get through it is to go through it. I've said this before, I'll say it again. So slowly through going to therapy every week, I got to the point where I had the courage to leave that stinking relationship. <laughs> hey, I left guys and it was the best feeling ever i remember the day like it was yesterday it was an amazing feeling and i felt so strong so powerful 
and my life was better for it. It is better for it. I genuinely don't know what would have happened if I would have stayed in that relationship. I don't know what would have happened if I didn't go to therapy. I got to the point where I thought, if I stay in this relationship, I'm not going to make it. I'm not. That's how it felt. And I think that's probably true. So through being able to talk through my traumas, work through everything and starting to realise my worth, that's when I was able to leave the relationship. That's when I was able to address the drinking and be like, I don't need this to be happy. I mean, re removing that relationship was a huge factor. And that was something that was really adding to my sadness. Once I did manage to get my drinking back on track, you know, I thought, yeah, I can just moderate. But I don't need to cut alcohol out of my life completely. And that was a cycle that I was in for years, to be honest. I was just in denial. I don't need to cut alcohol out of my life completely. I just need to learn to moderate. Ah, listen, honey, moderation is not for the whole nation. Some people cannot do it. I always ended up going back to times where I would just be going through it and just drinking. I would have periods where I'm just drinking, drinking, drowning my sorrows, as they call it. April 2023 was when I said to myself, babes, we can't do this no more. This alcohol thing is not for me. We need to stop this, this instinct. So there was an event I went to. I went by myself and I met up with this like meetup group beforehand for other people who were going by themselves. And I was like, yeah, great way to make friends. Da, da, da. I love it, which was great. I actually met some really cool people. I said to myself that day, I'm just feeling off. I'm just feeling down. Like I don't think drinking is a good idea because for me, if I drink when I'm really not in the right mental state, there's no happiness that it gives me. We're going straight down to hell. That was one of those days that I knew I shouldn't drink. But what did I do? I had some wine. I had some more wine. I had some more wine. Whiny, 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 whiny. I was doing whiny, whiny that night and it wasn't good. I ended up losing the girls that I came with and then my mind started spiraling. Nobody cares about me. Oh, nobody's looking for me. They didn't even wait for me. All of this stuff started happening. I felt myself on the verge of a panic attack. I sprinted up to that club toilet and I was hyperventilating in the cubicle. Meanwhile, the girls outside are doing, oh my God, baby, you look so pretty. You know, drunken, <laughs> you know, drunken girl bathroom talk. I'm just hearing drunken girl bathroom talk. Meanwhile, I'm in the cubicle like this. <laughs> I said, I need to leave. I'm not finding the girls nowhere. I looked everywhere for the girls. I couldn't find anyone. I said, I need to get out of here now. As soon as I left the club, I was breaking down. The tears were flowing like water. I was hyperventilating. I was a state. I turned my phone off so that nobody could call me. I started trying to do two hour walk home at three o'clock at night, just putting myself at risk completely. Just having the worst time of my life. The cockroaches and the rats were even having more fun than me at that point. That was the day I said to myself, we can't do this anymore. It's not even worth it. It's, this is not even worth it. The one or two times that I have the time of my life when I go out drinking is not worth this. Let me give you an analogy of what alcohol is to me. You know that toxic ex that you have that you'll be thinking, oh, but we had some good times. But overall, you've had horrible, horrific, life shattering times and you keep justifying keeping them around because of some of the good times you've had. That's what alcohol is to me. Even if it's not during the way you feel the next day, the way you feel the week after cons were outweighing the pros by a mile. I said, I can't do this no more. The amount of times I feel horrible. Alcohol is a drug. It's an addictive substance. And for me, it was too hard to be like, okay, I'll just drink on the weekend and then I'll resist it. It was like I was having the urges to drink 
and drown my sorrows and all of this stuff at other times. And I was just like, this is horrible. This is actually horrible. The amount of times that I'm just feeling horrible after drinking, I'm meant to be feeling good and I'm feeling rubbish. Like what's really going on here? Socially, I do not drink anymore. Work events, uh, clubbing, holidays, festivals. I've done all of them sober. Went to Afro Nation, sober. I did six sober trips last year and I had the time of my life. Because do you know what? The happiness I experienced on those trips, I cried tears of joy. And the thing is, I wasn't drinking on any of those trips. Alcohol doesn't just numb the bad feelings. It actually numbs the good ones too. So you might think that you're enjoying things to the fullest, but you might even feel it deeper if you weren't drinking as well. We all use alcohol for different reasons. For some people, it's for socializing. Oh, I feel socially awkward without it. Oh, I don't feel confident to talk to people without it. Stuff like that. For other people, it's habits. Oh, I like to have wine with dinner. Oh, I like to have a couple beers when I'm watching the football. Oh, I like, I like, I like. For other people, it's for sleep. Ah, this is another thing that we'll go into on another day. Alcohol does not help your sleep. It helps you fall asleep quicker, but it really, really negatively impacts your sleep cycles and it really does not help you sleep better. I promise you, your sleep quality is in the bin. And another one is stress management, which I feel like for me is the main reason why I was drinking. And it's to numb your feelings, to forget, to escape, to have a little pick me up, you know, stuff like that. If you're doing dry January right now, I want to read to you some of the benefits that you might be experiencing. And if you aren't doing dry January right now, do dry February and you will get to experience it as well. So obviously the first couple of days, the first week, you might be experiencing hangover symptoms, withdrawal symptoms and that stuff that we don't like. But after that, let me tell you, and this is not an exhaustive list. This is just a few. Brighter skin complexion and less puffiness in your face. Honey, your skin is glowing. <laughs> Your skin is shining now that you're not having a drink. Your deep sleep cycles are starting to improve and you should be waking up feeling more refreshed. Alcohol dehydrates your body. So you should now be feeling more hydrated and even have some newfound energy to be releasing. Now you might experience some lows. That's normal because it actually takes two weeks for your body to fully detox from the alcohol. So don't worry because the highs will come again. Your liver function blood pressure and cardiovascular health is improving. Your heart is happy with you for making this decision. Alcohol-related blurred vision will start to improve. Did you know that alcohol could cause blurred vision? I didn't. But see, you learn something new every day and it really does affect more things than we realize. Saving money. Mm, we love that one. Weight loss or less weight gain. Alcohol contains so many empty nonsense calories. No nutrients, just calories and vibes. More collagen in your skin, aka you're looking fresh, you're looking young and you're looking good. I hope you've learned something from this episode. I hope it's been enlightening for you. Send it to someone who might learn something from it or who might be able to relate and feel less alone. I was definitely very nervous to talk about this stuff and to share my experiences. You know, fear of being judged, fear of being seen differently. But alcohol is a drug it's an addictive substance it's something that a lot of people struggle to moderate a lot of people have bad experiences with so i'm just out here speaking my truth hoping that it helps somebody hoping that it makes you feel less alone and hoping that you can learn something new on that note 
Thank you so much for watching, listening to this episode. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe and hit the notification so you can get the ding ding when we post. If you're listening on a streaming platform, still make sure you follow and all of that good stuff. Have a fantastic week. You deserve it. See ya. <laughs>